So we all have those stories in our past that change the way we approach the technology we use, our careers, or our interactions with the people we work with. Not everyone shares experiences, though, so not everyone gets to learn from these triumphs or the mistakes. So we're trying to change that via our Lessons Learned series of short takes on Network Collective. In this series, we talk with experienced technologists about some of those events that change the way that they look at the world, um, really in hopes that you, our listener, can learn something from the experiences of others. If that's not your thing, you can uh, you can then just revel in the misery or celebrate the successes with us and explore our past lessons learned. So joining us uh, for this Lessons Learned episode today is Kevin Myers. Kevin, it's good to see you again. Um, we were talking a bit earlier and, and, and you shared a story and, and this lesson, this idea that being all things to all people uh, isn't something that, that you really think is sustainable and you kind of struggle with this throughout your career. So why don't you tell us, why don't you kind of set the scene um, and, and talk about what that progression has looked like for you? Yeah, for sure. So, so there I was 1998. Um, and I would say in the beginning of my IT career, uh, I think like a lot of us um, that started back in the nineties, we kind of got this drive for technology. You know, it was like a high to go in and start fixing things. And you realize, Hey, this is really cool. I understand how this works. And I, I got this and I fixed a problem and I'm putting these things together. And so, you know, when you, when you first get into this, at least when we got into it, you know, it was very much a generalist and was doing, you know, servers, and a little bit of networking, a little bit of desktop and all these different things. Um, and I, I kind of got into the mindset, partly because I was the only IT guy at the company I first started to. So that definitely molded, you know, part of, uh, you know, I've got to be able to support myself and learn all these things because uh, we didn't really have a lot, you know, TAC wasn't a thing. I guess it was at Cisco, but not many places. You could just couldn't call TAC and figure these things out. Google wasn't what it was. So you had to kind of sustain yourself. And so you get into that mindset of, well, I've got to fix all these things and I've got to be self-sustaining. And so, and that was, that was okay in the early nineties in a, in a small shop, but as my pro career progressed and I got into some larger environments um, and got into, you know, actually working on IT teams and working with other people, I still kind of had that mindset that, you know, oh, I could fix all these things and, and I, I want to do all these things. Um, and, you know, and, oh, and I've, you know, I've got to be right about this and, you know, I've, I've got to be coming from a position of authority because I'm the IT guy and I should know. So I can't admit that I don't know something. Um, so that was something I'd say in the first decade of my IT career, uh, I definitely struggled with. And so like a lot of IT people, you know, at the time it was like, oh, it's great. You know, I'm definitely right about this. I'm right about this. And, you know, and I'm going to go fix this and, and be the guy. But it, I started to realize as I started pursuing my career more professionally, because at the time I wasn't super serious about certification, um, you know, things like that and, and learn and expanding my horizons in IT. As I became uh, um, more committed to furthering my career and elevating my game, I started to realize that, that, you know, maybe wasn't the best approach. Um, because as you start getting into some of the more difficult problems where, you, you know, especially in network engineering, as you well know, I mean, there's nobody is ever going to know all of it, like ever, it's just not going to happen. So you get into these areas where you have to ask for help. And in some cases, you know, I think it's even better for the business if you ask for help uh, right away. In fact, I just a problem this week where I was working for a company, it was an enterprise and, we were, you know, I had a pretty good design, had a pretty good migration plan. Things went pretty well, but we had a firewall that was just not behaving well. Things were not, you know, working the way that they were supposed to. And so we reached out to the firewall vendor for help. And I said, guys, I, you know, I said, I, I, I'm 
I'm pretty confident the design is right and things are looking good. But I said, I'm not a product expert. So I said, there could be something happening here that I'm not 100% sure about. Let's reach out to the vendor and get their take on this so we don't waste an enormous amount of time that, you know, I'm going to have to bill you for, you know, when the vendor could maybe tell us this very, very quickly. And to get to that point where I, you know, for me, it was okay to admit to say, this isn't my, you know, this isn't my expertise. I don't know this area. Um, it took a long time. It took, it definitely took a long road to get there and understanding even how to ask the question, because I think that's the other thing a lot of people struggle with is nobody wants to say, I don't know, or I have no idea. And I don't even know that's what you should say. I think one of the things that I learned is say, look, you know, I really work in this area. I do this. I'm a network guy. I don't really, I touch storage and I do this and I understand kind of some of the pieces, but I'm not a storage expert. Can, you know, can you help me with this piece? Do you want to help me understand what you guys do in this piece? And I think for a lot of people framing that conversation, just understanding how to ask for help in a way that, you know, you're not just throwing up your hands and saying, I have no idea. We'll never solve this. It, it was a very important step. I agree. I, I liked your first point and that, and, and that was about the idea that you, you kind of started by yourself and you started with this idea that you were a very broad generalist. So you had to know everything. I think that's a really common story, right? I think, I mean, that's my story. Yeah, yeah, it is. I felt like I had to, I had to learn what happened on the server side and I really had to know because there really wasn't anyone to call. Yeah. And, I had to learn the network side because we had all the networking stuff and that was there. And I had to learn the application stuff and I had to learn the storage. And, and there was just, there was just this never ending list of things that you had to learn um, and, and make sure that you could troubleshoot it at least to a decent enough level to be able to, to, you know, to be competent at it. I think the, the specialization is where that turns that sideways. I think, yeah. this, follows, I think this follows our conversation when we talk about uh, Dunning-Kruger and imposter syndrome, you know, like it being a spectrum. I think the further you get in, the more you realize you didn't know really enough to begin with. Yeah, yeah. I, and it, I, I think that it becomes harder and harder because you're seen, and especially when you get into roles like we have, where we're, you know, people are paying for our time to be on site to help them. We're the expert. We're supposed to be the person who right. walks in and solves all of their problems. And the reality is, it's like, I don't know everything. Like, I know a lot of things. I bring a lot of experience. And experience is worth, it's, it's, it's valuable. It's, it's worth paying for. But that doesn't mean that every question you ask me is somebody, something that I'm going to be, you know, an expert in. Right. And so I think the problem is, and I think the, the temptation is that we, we want to be that anyway and try to be that. I think it ends up causing problems. Right. And so I think looking at the situation, being able to say, hey, I am not the expert here and that's okay. And like you said, like, it's not, it doesn't diminish your expertise. Yep. <laughs> it no, it, it actually adds to it because the, whoever it is that you're working with, whether it's a peer or your customer or whatever, you know, they're not getting fed a line, right? Like, no, you're a hundred percent right on that. And I think that too, to the point that we talk about all the time, you know, in network collective and in it in general, the more you're able to interface with the business units of the people that you deal with and add value to them, the more they are going to appreciate what you do. And so if you come to it and say, look, uh, you know, this is, we need to get this person or this resource or this tech person into this because I, I know up to here and I know enough to know that we need this person to help solve this problem. And right. I, I have found more often than not that both on the IT side of the house in the leadership and in the business side, they appreciate that a thousand times more than somebody that's going to plow forward through the night into something that they just don't really know. Right. 
And so I think I think the lesson that's in there is the temptation, especially as as you develop a skill, as you do, as you develop a expertise in something, is the temptation is to to not think that you should be asking for help. I think it's a bit easier to ask for help earlier on because when you are a mile wide and inch deep, no one has any expectation, right? That that you know something so deeply that when the thing just kind of like completely falls apart, that you're able to put all the pieces back together and do it, you know, intuitively. Like no one has that expectation of some junior guy who's been working for a couple of years. Right. The guy who walks at the door has been doing this for 20 years. And it's like, well, yeah, you should be able to do that. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, I think, you know, I think the temptation isn't with the customer. I don't think the customer's really even putting that pressure on the person. I think it's with the person, the individual. Um, I, yes. know, I, I feel pressured this way. Like what you're saying uh, resonates with me because, you know, throughout my career, you know, you have the early days where it's easy to admit it. And then all of a sudden you start thinking you're something, right? And then, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I'm not as good well, <laughs> as, and, as, as, as what I need to be to be able to do this particular thing. And today I, I have the reverse problem today. Cause I, uh, today as a, as a stakeholder in a network engineering consulting company that has started to grow and we have network engineers now, even in different countries and different time zones that are working on our team, I now have to remember that they all bring, they're an immensely talented team and they all bring, you know, a wonderfully diverse set of skills to our team and our consulting practice. So now I have to remember, you know, I'm going trying to hammer this out. Oh, this, this guy knows this. Why am I doing this? I need to ask him because he knows it 10 times better than I do. And so I have that problem now as, you know, not only a stakeholder, but also, you know, some of a de facto manager of an engineering team. I think the further you go down specialization, whether the, or into a different role like management, um, the more this becomes relevant. Yeah. I know that as I get further and further down specialization, like, so I, I went from a, a generalist to infrastructure to networking specific. And then with right. now it's like enterprise and data center routing and switching. It gets more and more defined. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Now it's not just traditional data center. Now it's going to be leaf spine. Now you're totally, you're, you're completely just leaf spine with, you know, yeah, right. with ACI and you could, yeah, you can only do that. Right. And so as, as, as you get more and more narrow, I think the need to, to, to recognize that there are other people at that level that you can pull in. I think, I mean, and, and not to, I definitely don't want to turn this into a pitch, but I mean, that's a lot about what Network Collective, the membership is about, is, is kind of building that place where people can ask those types of questions. And so I think that, I think that there are other people who need that as well. Um, it's just one of those things that you kind of just have to, you kind of have to learn it. I think that's why we're talking about it. Right? It is. And that's, I, I wish I had something like Network Collective 21 years ago when I was starting to do this, because other than bulletin boards and forums, that was the only communication we had. And it wasn't very real time. And it wasn't very often. Sometimes in those days, you had to wait maybe a week to get a response back for right. something. So it wasn't this real time oh, conversation. CD where they're just looking up the yeah, yeah. and right. someone, someone says they saw the answer but they don't actually post what it is where are oh, that's, right, that's right i saw that quote that cartoon the other day the, who are you denver coder uh that's it, that's it. what did you see yeah what did you see yeah yeah that's, that's um so like, so it, yeah i think that the forum that the network collective has and that we see in other communities of, of network uh, network engineering and it in general is so valuable to me because I, I even use it in my practice there's so many people that have so many different talents and i say you know hey i heard you guys talking about this thing the other day and i've got a client that's interested in it what was that thing what were you guys talking about yeah. and so that community is uh, it's so valuable to me personally and professionally to have that 
Yeah, so, so forget about network collectors specifically. You need to build a community of people that augment yes, your skills. Absolutely. Because what what I what I find is there's a lot of times that I can jump in and I can provide advice for the things that I am a specialist in. And by doing that, I have the invitation to ask the same things of other people at the same level of specialty in something else. And so I do wireless, but not to the degree that I know some of my friends do wireless. And so I've built relationships with them, not for this purpose, but the idea is, you know, you build these connections in this community around the idea of if I'm ever in a pinch and I need to ask a question, I've got five people I can ask of it. Oh, for sure. Put it out there. And the same thing is true from them to you. So it's not like you're just mooching off these people, but the idea is it's this collaboration and and building each other up. Yeah. I think those of us that are serious about community as it relates to to IT and to networking totally understand that, that there's that give and take there that you, you know, if you ever need help, I'll be, you know, you know, even though, you know, and I, I, oftentimes I will just, when people need answers, even though I'm a consultant and I charge for my time is what I do for a living. You know, there's plenty of times I'll just go in and like, this is what you need. Here's the, here's the config you need Just go (laughs) solve this because you're right. You get, that gets paid back. And that's why I like to contribute to a number of different communities because it always comes back my way. Whatever I give out, I, I know that I get back and it's a wonderful experience to be yeah, in that, that circle. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Uh, so Kevin, thanks for coming on. Do you wanna share with uh, with everyone where they can find you online? Uh, yeah, definitely. So on Twitter, you can find me at stubarea51. Um, <clears throat> my blog is stubarea51.net. And then uh, for my uh, company site uh, that I'm involved with, it's uh, iparchitects.com. Um, which is uh, I-P-A-R-C-H-I-T-E-C-H-S.com because we always spell spell that wrong. had to be different. Um, And then you can also find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Awesome. Uh, So yeah, uh, same here. I'm on Twitter at BC Jordo. Uh, on LinkedIn, you can just search for my name. And uh, if you'd like to chat with uh, with Network Collective just generally, if, generically, if you'd like to chat about an episode or even just to say hi, we're at Net Collective PC on Twitter. You can search Network Collective Podcast on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. If you'd like to see past episodes, uh, everything you could possibly ever want is at thenetworkcollective.com. Uh, lots of great content there in addition to finding all the places to subscribe if you're looking to, uh, to do that. So as always, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.